When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World and then close them. Because this is a special holiday break edition of Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, but also it's uh, season three. I mean, it's not really Christmas though. special. Mm. Yes. Season three Christmas special. Yes. That we have written. No, so It was written by... We're not going to pretend like we didn't write this, right? I... I mean, I, I, I wanted to surprise them at the end. Be like, ta-da! You couldn't find the episode. You thought it was missing <laughs> from your season. But guess what? It wasn't because it was never made, although it should have been. All right. So as you may have surmised from this conversation that um, you didn't hear the, the week leading up to, uh, we are doing something very different. How did this come about, Tanya? Um, this came about... Because there is no Christmas episode this season. Tanya found that out and she was very upset. The holiday episode for this season is the New Year's episode, which will be coming out a couple weeks after New Year's because we inserted this episode into the narrative. Damn. But I do think that festive-wise, Christmas is more important. To Tanya. Well, to most people. To everyone. <laughs> that's not Good the point, point. <laughs> but i mean like christmas specials or holiday specials in general are your favorite thing of any tv show ever always and like movies like you just you watch awful 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 christmas movies all the time i haven't watched very many this year you watched some yes but last year i watched like 47 okay this year i've watched like maybe 10 but i've watched four Call the midwife Christmas specials. That's a lot. That is a lot. Because I watched them within a week. And like we went back and we watched Community a couple weeks ago and we picked <gasps> Christmas episodes of that. Uh, because and like, their Christmas episodes are so good. Right. So like if, if you're a person that doesn't celebrate Christmas, like that's, yeah. that's not what this Ce- is about. Celebrating like, is... Celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's not really what this is. This is more just like enjoying the season, like the, the lights and the candy and the trees. Like that's what Tanya loves out of this. Mm-hmm. And the singing and the Christmas carols. Yeah, I haven't even really listened to Christmas music this year. It's true because we got Steven Universe. Yes, and really like every Steven Universe song is a Christmas song. What? Okay. Um, so anyway, yeah, Tanya saw... I'll, I'll tell the story for her. Oh, no, I got it. It's oh. fine. I'm just a little sniffly. I'm a bit under the weather, and my brain is a little foggy. So just um, bear with me. But So we were in the car. We were doing some Christmas shopping, as people do at this time of the year. And I was like, it's really too bad that I didn't think of this a week ago. But we should just write our own Christmas episode of Boy Meets World. And Alden was like, eh, we still could. We were supposed to record that day. Yes. Uh, so then he went in the grocery store and Aubrey, meek little sweet little Aubrey, piped up from the back seat of the car while we were waiting for him to get out of the grocery store and said, um, I have an idea for your Christmas special. And man, she sure did. You will find out about it in a minute. Yeah. So... 
we decided to push this back a couple days so that we could post it on Christmas. Um, and the rest is history. Like I sat down and started writing. We thought of some ideas. Tanya gave me some, some, some tidbits, some acting ideas. <laughs> Cause I'm an actress. <laughs> some casting ideas, I guess. <laughs> and then, uh, I sat down, I started writing and I just kept writing and I was like, damn, Alden. <laughs> damn, Alden. Damn. Uh, I just, I didn't realize that I was just going to keep writing. I wrote like four pages in an hour and then I came home and Tanya and I worked on it some more. Uh, he's really enjoyed this. So stay tuned for sitcoms by Alden because I don't want to say this is new thing. I don't want to say I enjoyed it because what if this is really bad and if it's really bad, you still enjoyed doing it. Yeah, but you're so weird. If I say I didn't enjoy it and people are like, actually, that was good. Maybe I'll feel a little nope, bit better. That's not how it goes. That's how people think that it goes it's not he really really enjoyed it whether it's good or not i think it's great but she can't tell her story but she sure can talk for me (laughs) uh so anyway i think we should just kind of get into the episode because well let's set let's set the stage a little bit it's christmas time right now at at our house oh at our house yeah we've got the christmas tree up we've got some lights outside it's 50 degrees outside. Uh-huh. Christmas um, weather. I've got uh, my Wawa Christmas or my Wawa holiday blend coffee that I only have like maybe two pots left of, which is devastating. I've got um, my Christmas box of tissues with my favorite like Christmas camper on it. It's very cute. Um, we're cold. And we've got the sniffles. Stage set. Stage is set. Damn, Tanya. You feeling that Christmas spirit? Yeah, great. So, now what? I mean, do you want to talk about Christmas at all? Or are you good to go, like, for this episode that we're getting into? Yeah, let's just get into the episode and see how it goes. I don't know how long this is going to take. This could take 15 minutes. It could take 45 minutes. I don't know. We're going to... We wrote this episode together... And we're going to talk about it as though it was a real episode of Boy Meets World. And boy, howdy, do I wish it was really an episode of Boy Meets World. Me too. Um, so anyway, a blurb me up, Tanya. Uh, the blurb for today is Mr. Feeney isn't feeling very Christmassy. So he's being a little scroogey and he gets visited by some ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? All right. Uh, I I wasn't prepared. Super gave away the theme, but... Well, you can just cut it, and then there just won't be a blurb. (laughs) Nope. Uh, Classroom or not, Tanya? Oh, this episode was directed by... Megan uh, Trainer. Megan Trainer, and it was written by... Um... Um... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We'll find out at the end of the episode. Sarah Jessica Parker. What? Even... (laughs) What? I was trying to think of Susan Estelle Jensen, but Sarah Jessica Parker popped into my head first. As she does. Uh, classroom or not, Tanya? Classroom. Yay! Classroom! We're in the classroom. That was loud. And the students are being rowdy because it's almost Christmas break and they aren't really focused on learning. Ms. Ruffini is trying to get them to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, what's he teaching about? Uh, he's teaching about, he's trying to talk to them about uh, Charles Dickens. Um, 
He's the history teacher. Almost said Charles Darwin. I almost messed up my own story. <laughs> so I have a feeling that's going to happen a few times throughout mm-hmm. this episode. And yeah. I am so excited for it. Me too. Um, so he's teaching about Charles Dickens. Uh, and he's really teaching about the history behind him, which is that uh, Charles Dickens was really, he was a teacher, right? Yes. Um, he was a teacher who was... Right? What he was uh, trying to teach impoverished yes. kids, right? Yeah. Um, so Mr. Feeney's trying to get the class to sort of engage, and they are in holiday mode. And he's exasperated. Yeah, so they're, they're, the kids are going crazy. It's that like pre-Christmas uh, winter break, that like the, the jitters. Uh, they're not listening to the teacher, Mr. Feeney, and he is trying to get their attention. So he just has to yell out to the children, quiet and listen up. And they all quiet and listen up, save for, of course, two special boys in his class, Sean and Corey. Sean and Corey, ever talking. Ever talking. And um, I mean they're making their plans for Christmas they're break. Making, they're making their plans. Sean says, So Corey, what are you gonna do over the Christmas break? And Corey says, uh, he's gonna go put he's he's got mistletoe that he's gonna go put around all over town because he wants to finally get his first kiss. And as he says that, uh Topanga and TK and Wendy. Did he kiss Wendy? He kissed Wendy. How many other girls did he kiss? Is that it? Uh-uh. Banga, Wasn't there TK, a girl that he Wendy. kissed that was um, supposed to want to date Sean? Didn't he kiss her? Oh, yeah. I think he kissed her. I mean, he's he's had a lot of kisses. Yeah. But he always says he's never kissed a girl and stuff. Well, he always says he's never had a girlfriend. Right. So, and they, so they're all very upset with him anyway. Yes. Um, so he's going to put mistletoe everywhere. So, so he, he can get his first kiss. But he says this all loudly. You know, like when you're like talking and the music cuts off, but you like keep talking loudly. Yeah, he had like that record scratch moment. Except he didn't stop. He just kept going and he said mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, so Mr. Feeney says, uh, Mr. Matthews, if I might interrupt your podcast for a moment. They don't know what podcasts are yet. I just thought that would be funny because we're a podcast. Um, I'd like you to add a history paper to your holiday plans. Um, and the class groans. Um, and I mean, Corey basically is like, that's not going to happen. It's Christmas break. Like, you can't make us do this. And Mr. Feeney's like, oh, but I can, Mr. Matthews. And wait, you have to say it with your accent. I can, Mr. Matthews. But and then Corey says, uh, Mr. Feeney, we've decided uh, we think you should lighten up. I mean, come on. It's Christmas. You don't want to be like that smelly old guy that you were trying to yell about earlier, do you? And Mr. Feeney says, do you mean Charles Dickens? Mm-hmm. I almost said Darwin again. Uh and Feeney just goes, bah humbug. Yeah. Because he was talking about Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Or, yes. And um, so the bell rings and they start to leave. And Mr. Feeney's like, no, seriously, I expect that paper to be on my desk on January 2nd. And Corey's just like, that's not, it's not going to happen. Like, there's no way it's going to happen. So as he's like walking out the hallway, he, Mr. Feeney just like slumps in this chair and exasperated grabs his temples, grabs his temples, rubs his temples. He this grabs, he grabs the skin at his temples. This is rough. 
This is bad. Um. So n- now we go to the house. Backyard, yeah. We go to the backyard. Alan is bringing in presents. Mm-hmm. He's got like some packages. He's got a big like bike and he, but it's wrapped. So he's like trying to push it to the door. He knocks some stuff over and um, Mr. Feeney comes over the gate and he's like, what are you doing? And Alan's just like, I'm trying to get these presents snuck in before everybody notices. Yeah, and he says, you know, just a little holiday cheer. And Mr. Feeney says, well, I'd appreciate it if you kept your holiday cheer on your side of the fence. And you see that, like, Alan knocked over some of the decorations that were on the fence onto Mr. Feeney's yard. Yeah. Um, And Alan's just basically like, I don't... what." I'll get it. Don't worry. I wasn't going to leave it there, but, you know, you doing okay? Where's your Christmas spirit? And Mr. Feeney's basically like, I guess, you know, you and, and Corey are a lot alike. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And Alan's like, what do you mean? And How do you remember all this? And Mr. <laughs> Feeney is just like, um, uh, Mr. Feeney tells him, I told the class that they had this project to do. And Corey was like, "Uh, I'm not going to do it. It's Christmas break. Or like, lighten up. It's Christmas break. And it seems like that's how you feel too. Like, you want me to lighten up because it's Christmas break. Right. And Alan's like, I mean, maybe he has a point. Like, maybe Corey's not all wrong, George. Like, don't you remember trying to spend Christmas break with your family and your friends and. Trying to relax and, and, and Mr. Feeney's got another sob story about how he how wasn't his, his dad was so busy and never took off for Christmas. Uh, he worked through the whole holiday and Mr. Feeney or I guess <laughs> l- Little George. Little, little Feeney. Little Mr. Feeney had to try to stay quiet and not bother his father while he worked. Um and then Alan is just like, huh. Maybe you're right, George. Maybe the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Oh, he flipped it. Burn. And Mr. Feeney's like, harumph. And he turns. <laughs> He's like, harumph. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he turns and he walks and he goes back in the house while Alan gets everything together. While Alan somehow pushes a wrapped bicycle into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully none of the kids come downstairs. We can never do this. No, we couldn't. Our kids are... Always in the living room. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them is always in the living room. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to figure out how to get gifts into the house for weeks now. And we haven't been able to figure it out because our kids are always in the living room. Yeah. We have to drive away, wrap them, drive back. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they have, we have a bunch of presents at our parents' houses. That's true. Oh, I got to get some of those. <laughs> Tomorrow. Right. So... Anyway, we see Mr. Feeney walk back into his house. He sits down at the dining room table. He grabs a glass with um, what, some what is amber liquid. Amber. That's a good word for mm-hmm. it. I was trying to figure out what word. It's it's not liquor. It's apple juice. It's apple juice. As per usual. But yeah. it's like one of those really cool like clinky glasses yeah. with perfect little square clinky ice cubes And he in drops it. them in with like tongs. And they say clink. Yes, they do. I miss ice cubes. I haven't had some in so long. <laughs> Um, that was a joke for just me. Um, so anyway, he sits down at the table with his apple juice drink and starts writing a letter. Um, and then we, the camera pans into the letter and it's a resignation letter. 
Yeah. He's saying, I can't do it anymore. I can't get through to the kids. Um, it's just, there's just a disconnect now between me and the youth. Uh, I need to bail. Yeah, that's what it says in the letter. He's, I'm out. He says, I need to bail. I'm out. And then he draws a gang sign. <laughs> you just see him sitting at the table, like throwing gang signs through the window. <laughs> at Alan. <laughs> then he goes i got your christmas beer right here grabs his nuts (laughs) none of this is true this is we're making up this even though we already made up the other stuff before this is all Um, canon it's all canon uh so anyway we cut now to uh mr feeney in bed and that's what the audience does the audience does that i don't do it (laughs) is he wearing a nightcap he is he's definitely wearing a nightcap uh but he's awoken with a start, Alden wrote, uh, because Eli's standing in the bedroom with a microphone. Because he's reporting. He's reporting live from George Feeney's bedroom. And he's like, I'm here at the home of George Feeney, who's about to turn in his resignation letter. Uh, and Mr. Feeney like, sits up and he's like, Eli, what are you doing in here? Like, What is happening? And Get out of my room. And Eli's like, Eli? Who's Eli? It's Marley. Jacob Marley. And I'm glad you're up. I hear you stepping down. Have you really thought this through? And Mr. Feeney says, first of all, it's none of your business. Second of all, I just believe my time as a relatable mentor has come to an end. That wasn't a very good Feeney accent, but no, it is what it, it is. No, it wasn't. I just believe my time as a relatable mentor has come to an end. And then from like out of nowhere, you hear someone else being like, uh, when were you ever a relatable mentor? That wasn't a very good Turner accent either. Spoiler. <laughs> Come on, George. Do you really think you were ever relatable? And then as he walks on screen, Feeney says, Jonathan, you too? And uh, uh, Jonathan says, hey, how'd you know my name? And Mr. Feeney says, you work for me, Jonathan Turner? And he goes, Turner, it's Jonathan Marley. And Feeney's like freaking out, like what's going on here? Because now they're both Marley's and mm-hmm. they're both in his room and they're it's Get the it, middle class. of the night. And um, so basically they start to say, like, you need to figure out um, why you should still be a teacher. What you what you have done has meant a lot to people. Um, Maybe this can, like, change your mind about the resignation or whatever. They're like, you'll be visited by three ghosts. And he's like, whatever, get out of my room. And then they just disappear. And then they just disappear. So he's like, ah, something is definitely wrong with me. I'm going back to sleep. So he goes back to sleep. So now we cut to the bedroom again later. Oh, is this like, is this like where you wrote in your notes that one week where you're like, uh, hallway Hallway again, again. hallway again, again, hallway again, again, again. It's Feeney's bedroom again, again. It is. And cut to, uh, we cut back to Feeney's room again later. And he's awoken again by some talking. We hear, I've been up since 6 a.m. Yay! Woo! That's the audience. (laughs) And uh, Mr. Feeney sits up and he's like, Miss Matthews, what are you doing? And she says, I've been up since 6 a.m. And he's like, "Uh, you're floating. Uh, Let's get you home. Um, And she's like, uh... Mr. Feeney. Well, does does she call him Mr. Feeney? I think she calls him Feeney. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You're right. 
She's just like, uh, Feeny, I'm the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> she just comes out and says yes. that? Just uh, buries the lead there a little bit. Uh, so Mr. Feeny grabs her hand and he starts walking her down the stairs like, we're we're right. leaving. Um, and he they walk out the back door at, you know, midnight. And as soon as they walk through the back door, it is sunny. It is warm. And he is confused. And he looks over and he sees himself talking to young Corey Matthews holding a basketball. Little, little young Corey Matthews. Little Corey holding a basketball. I do want to know. Yes. Because it was very warm and sunny when he was holding a basketball. Why was it so warm and sunny oh, when wait. he was holding a basketball? You're right. I don't know. Because it was. It was supposed to be a Christmas episode, but he was in like shorts and a jacket, I think. I don't even think. I think he was in long sleeves, but he wasn't in a coat. And it's Philadelphia. Yeah. And it's winter. Yeah. And they were all about sitting outside without coats on playing basketball. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. We can't go back and... We've just uncovered this. What we, we should have done we never talked about is this. uncovered that when we did that episode in season one. Yeah. We're bad at noticing things. Until we... <laughs> Three years later. <laughs> What's really weird about this is this is still the same year that we started doing this podcast. <laughs> it feels like three years. It's still the in same In showtime, year. it was three years. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so they walk through. It's light outside. Uh, and Mr. Feeney is just like, I think I might have had some bad apple juice. And Morgan basically says, like, first off, yep, you did. But then she explains to him that... Um, She's just there to show how your dumb students don't do dumb things because of your dumb lessons. And um, I would also like to point out that all apple juice is sort of bad apple juice because it's a lot of sugar. So drink it in moderation. Jeez. She's a fun mom. Um, so <laughs> let me just drink my smoothie. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Feeney's like, oh, OK, I, I remember this. Um, this is when your brother once again ignored my lesson and was being selfish at a time when Mr. Hunter needed a friend the most. And we see Corey walk away and Morgan points to the open Matthews back door. And Mr. Feeney's like, yeah, you're right. Let's get you back home. Um, and they walk through the gate. They walk into the back door. And as soon as they walk into the back door, they're in the school cafeteria. Which... Isn't that weird? Because Mr. Turner's apartment is basically in the classroom. So why wouldn't Mr. Feeney's house be in the cafeteria? Well, he's walking through the Matthews house. Oh, why wouldn't the Matthews house be in the cafeteria? (laughs) True. So Mr. Feeney's all confused and he's like, Miss Matthews, I demand to know what is going on this instant. And Morgan points across the room to Corey talking to Minkus. And if you guys remember the season one, what were they doing in that episode? Um, Minkus was gathering money. He's the class treasurer. He was gathering money to buy Mr. Feeney the class gift. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean couldn't afford it because his dad had lost his job. Corey found out and decided to pay for Sean's portion of the gift instead of buying a basketball hoop net. Right. So Corey pays that off, and Minkus is like, Well, I guess you're the deadbeat. So. Uh, Corey walks away and Minkus starts walking up the hallway and and Morgan motions to follow him. They follow him up the hallway and they see him walk into the classroom, put his money, put that money into an envelope and hide it in his desk. But we also see across the hallway, Sean is watching Minkus, 
put this money away. Yeah, Sean has seen it, and and Sean has been really struggling with people making fun of him for packing his lunch and all of that, which we saw in that episode. Um, and he's decided like this is a way that at least he can make it seem like he's got the same money that everybody else does. Um, so he's sort of implies that he's going to be taking the money. He kind of mutters under his breath that like he's not going to be having packed lunches much anymore. Um, and Mr. Feeney is kind of flabbergasted because he had no idea. Mm-hmm. He didn't and know he that. He thinks he knows everything. He does. Um, so they walk into the classroom at that point where, where Minkus is. And as soon as they walk into the classroom, now the classroom's full. And Minkus is handing Mr. Feeney the book that they bought with their money. The dictionary. Um, Minkus points out that. Um, his parents bought the book and now he has to go back and pay them back with the money that they they saved mm-hmm. uh, or they all they all collected um so uh, Sean just kind of looks at the desk as he has that uh explanation he explains yeah, that cause, yeah cuz he knows that the money is still there he still has a chance to take it right so that's when Mr. Feeney reads the card and he says all the money's here from Minkus to Hunter and Sean's just confused because he didn't pay any money right um and they go out into the hallway and and they have the whole explanation where sean says i mean those of you who watched season one yeah yeah. minkus basically says like oh well you know your deadbeat friend finally paid you back by giving me the money and sean's like are you serious like he didn't expect that um and and as minkus is walking away sean turns to go back to the classroom like he's still contemplating doing what he was going to do and taking the envelope of money um but he turns and looks at Minkus and he says hey Minkus merry christmas and he does not go back in that classroom to take the money and Mr. Phoenix is just like wow i i didn't i didn't know any of this and Morgan's like that's because you don't listen and they walk back through the doorway together, and they're back in the backyard at night again, um, where they see from that year, they see Mr. Feeney dressed as Santa and walk through the back door. And Morgan says, Feeney, are you Santa? And Mr. Feeney quickly walks through his own back door to get away, mm-hmm. and he's back in his room. Back in bed. The ghost of Morgan past is gone. Probably just forever. Like, just like the Real Morgan, Morgan a present mm-hmm. gone. Um, so he but let- he's back. He's back in bed. He yeah. wants to get some sleep. He is very tired. This has been a an ordeal. So we're back in Mr. Feeney's room, but again we cut to Mr. Feeney. <laughs> am, am I leaving that or am yes, I cutting it? Yes, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back in Mr. Feeney's <laughs> new principal is. <laughs> we're back in mr feeney's bedroom and he's awakened again by another voice and it, it's says it says mr feeney interesting running into you here and mr feeney sits up and goes i sleep here and it's eric in his room mm-hmm. in a um, robe in a robe Ghost of Future Present. What? Ghost of Christmas Present. <laughs> I like Ghost of Future Present That's way better. X-Men. <laughs> um, and Eric's like, well, you're not sleeping now. Come on. Let's go. I got to show you. 
And Mr. Feeney cuts him off, and he's like, I know, I saw your sister earlier this evening. And Eric goes, did you know she can float? I've been trying, but all I can do is this. And then he jumps like a normal person and just lands like a normal person and goes, eh? I wonder if at this point Mr. Feeney just legitimately wonders if the Matthews kids are just fucking with him. Mm -hmm. They're just like in his house in the middle of the night, like both of them. I think for sure he does. Uh, and Eric's like, okay, because Mr. Fiend is like, Mr. Matthews, you just jumped. And he's like, okay, well, watch this. Then he climbs up on the bed and he just like falls off. He's like, Eric, you used to kind of be smart. Uh, what happened? And Eric goes, uh, yeah, they just needed some comic relief. And Mr. Feeney's like, uh, who's they? And he's like, oh, come on. And they, he pulls him through the back door. Um... And they end up in the Matthews house. Mm-hmm. They're in the Matthews living room. Again. Where Corey is sitting on the couch, laughing at the TV. Yeah. I imagine he's watching something Christmassy, because it is Christmas time. Maybe. I don't know if he would be. Really? I feel like he'd be watching, like, some, like, I was going to say, like, SNL rerun, but that's our kids. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he's sitting there, and Ghost Eric is like, hey, Cor, can you change the channel of the swimsuit pageant? And Mr. Feeney looks at Eric and he's like, he can't hear you. We're ghosts. Even I know that. And Eric is super excited because now he can like mess with Corey because mm-hmm. Corey can't really do anything to him. So he sticks his finger in his mouth and he sticks it in Corey's ear. And he's like dancing in front of him and like trying to just be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but Alan walks in and he's like, Corey, what are you doing? And Corey's like, I'm just killing time until Sean gets here because... We're going to go to the mall. Um, we're going to throw popcorn at the reindeer because last year we got uh, Dasher to run through the girls' bathroom wall. To Dasher dashed uh-huh. into the wall. And um, uh, Alan's just like, yeah, Corey, you have a project due. I ran into Mr. Feeney, and I know you don't want to do it, but um, rules are rules. Like You've got to get this done before you can go anywhere. Yeah, and Corey kind of gives his dad the same argument of, like, it's Christmas break. Like, are you really going to make me do this? It probably won't really matter. And Alan puts his foot down. He's like, look, you have to be responsible. You have to do it. Just get it done, and then you can do Christmas stuff. And Corey's like, but, Dad, and he says, no buts except for your butt upstairs in your room. Go. Um. So then we're left with Eric and Feeney are still in the living room and and uh, Mr. Feeney's like, well, I'm really glad Alan listened to me. Like, I really got through to Alan. That's great. And Eric's like, all right, well, let's go upstairs and see what how Corey's doing. And Mr. Feeney is like, oh, you know, how are we going to get up there? Because like you're a ghost. So are we going to like just appear there? Are we going to? jump up there are we gonna are you gonna snap your fingers and we're gonna up, end up there and eric's like what no we're gonna walk up the stairs mr feeney and then we see them walk up the stairs yeah so um they they get to Corey's room and Corey's sitting in his bed holding a christmas carol um up to his head and, like the book and sean climbs in the window and he's like, uh, Cor, what are you doing? And Corey's like, I, I saw this thing on TV where this guy can feel what's in the book. I think that's got to be easier than trying to read this. Uh, and Sean's like, uh, okay, come on, let's get to the mall. 
And Corey's like, I can't, I can't go. I have to finish this, my dad said. And Sean's like, but what am I supposed to do now? Like, we were supposed to hang out. He says, I can't go back to the apartment. Uh, John's got a girl over, and the last time I snuck in, it felt really weird. I'm supposed to be sneaking out. Oh, good point, Sean. Good mm. point. <laughs> uh, and Amy. Also, which girl do you think John has at the apartment? I don't know. Let's ask the writers. Who does he have there? Uh, Stacy. But remember, he was dreaming about Miss Tompkins I last know. week. He's trying to fill that void. This is Stacy. Is she blonde? Yes, with bangs. I really, really wish that it was the counselor, Devin. Mm, I wonder if we're ever going to see her again. I should have written her into this so that we could see her again. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so Amy knocks on the door while they're there, and she's like, "Uh, Corey, you have a visitor, and she opens the door, and Topanga walks in. And um, Topanga's like... Hey, Corey, come on, let's go to the party at Chubby's. Chubby's, they're having a Christmas party, and um, Topanga's parents are taking her there. She's like, Chubby's really went all out. They're making meatloaf shaped like Christmas trees. Would Topanga eat meatloaf? I don't remember. I feel like she wouldn't, but she'd like the Christmas She would, part of and it. She'd, she'd like that Corey wanted the meatloaf shaped like a tree. Yeah. Also, it's really good that Topanga is in town this year for Christmas break because last year she went to New York with her dad yeah. to go shopping. I wonder um, I wonder what happened that caused them to not do that this year. Maybe she wanted to stay to be with Corey. Oh, probably. So uh, she's like, Corey, I got to go. And he's he tells her he can't. He has to finish this paper. And he's like, maybe I can meet up with you guys later. I don't know. And she says, okay, well, I got to go. Like... My parents are waiting outside, and Corey's like, wait, 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 do you think you could take Sean? Like, I had to bail on him, too, and he's going to be all alone. But, sh- so Sean's like, are you are you sure you want me to do that? And Corey says, yeah, like, just, you guys can keep each other company, since I can't be there. Yeah. So, they leave. Um, and Corey gets back to work. He starts writing, and, and um, we see, like, Eric just goes, hey, Feeney, watch this. And he, like... Moves his hand forward and everything like starts moving in fast forward motion. Fast like forward a motion. Blockbuster video. Like a blockbuster video. And like he's like writing and then he's like pulling his hair out and then he's writing some more and then he's like throws the book across the room and then he's writing some more. He smacks his head on the desk and he's writing some more and then he finishes. Boom. And Eric stops it right there and Alan walks in and 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 Alan's like, "How's it going, Cor?" And he says. I I, th- I finished it. Can can do you think you do you think we have time that you could run me over to Chubby's before everybody leaves so I can go hang out with Sean and Topanga? And Alan's like, you know what? Yeah. He definitely deserves it. He definitely does deserve he it. He worked very hard on this paper. Yeah. So Mr. Feeney, they get out, they walk out the door, and Mr. Feeney's like, see, uh, Corey's learned that a little hard work never hurt anybody. And, and Eric gets sort of cocky acting. He's like, mm, yeah. Yep, and Eric's like, yeah, maybe, maybe we're done here then. Let's go home. And they walk through the door and straight into Chubby's. And Eric's like, boom, gotcha, Mr. Feeney. And this laughs like a obnoxious teenager. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in Chubby's now, and Chubby's is decorated with Christmas lights. Um, Corey's not in there yet. We see There's Sean. lots of teenagers. Yeah, just so They're many. They're dancing. T- so many teenagers. They're eating hamburgers. We're They're l- eating meatloaf. Santa Baby's playing on the 
jukebox and everyone's Gross. looking around all weird at each other. And they're having a blast. They're having a blast. And we see Cor- uh, T- Sean and Topanga sitting at the table and they're having a good time. Like they're laughing with each other and Topanga's like, wow, Sean, I didn't realize like we had so much in common. This is great. And it's really good for them because mm-hmm. Topanga just said like recently, you know, we really are friends. Like you are my friend. I'm sorry. I tried to get rid of your pig. Also, where is his pig? Um, we'll get to that scene later when the Matthews have Christmas dinner. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> anyway, you wouldn't. I would. And so Sean's like, yeah, you know what? This, this is nice. Uh, you want to go play darts or something? So they get up and they go to play darts. And you have to walk through the back room. Yeah, there's like a little archway. And in that like doorway above it, there is a little branch hanging down. And then an older like teenager stops them. And he's like, hey, everybody, wait a second. Look up. Like they couldn't possibly have been the first people to walk through that doorway. Maybe he just... Maybe they were the first two, like guy and girl to walk through. Who cares? Who cares? What do you mean, who cares? Anyone could have walked that doorway and been the kissers. That's true, but he stops them. And he's mm. like, gotta kiss. You think people are just like trying to ship them at school anyway, and they're like, this is the chance. Like, they really belong together. Maybe. But this kid definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like kiss 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 and like they're looking at each other like uh-uh but he keeps chanting and the whole chubby's now is like kiss 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 i mean so they have to they, you mean they have to and sean's like i would kiss you if people were chanting about it i would too and Corey would be so mad <laughs> but so they're like i get okay like they reluctantly decide they go in for a little smooch it's they, not a huge kiss yeah they start to lean forward but an excited cory matthews runs down the stairs to see his friends and they lean forward and they kiss each other as he's walking in and he's like sean topanga and topanga's like cory i can explain and he just like turns and he runs up the stairs and he's gone yeah topanga is misled in this episode too like you can't just explain something like that what do you mean? You she couldn't explain it. I mean, you she couldn't, but she's a 13-year-old girl and people do weird things. So they he runs out and Topanga runs up after him and Eric is just like, "Yeah, Mr. Feeney, a little hard work never hurt anyone." All right, let's go. You still have another visit. And um Mr. Feeney's like, "Eric, put an end to this right now. I get it." And Eric goes, "Uh, get it." What's going on then? Because I'm lost. <laughs> Mr. Feeney goes, read a book, Mr. Matthews. <laughs> and he's back in his room. In his bed. In his bed. But he's not sleeping. Isn't that what you said? I did. In bed. Woo. But he's not yep. sleeping uh, because he's now he knows like this is I got a I got another thing coming. I'm he's just I want to get it over with. He's sitting alert. up. He's like, come on. He's like out loud. He's like, come on. I don't have all night. And from the window we hear. Do you want to do this? Or you want me no, to do you do it. This is my favorite part of the episode. From the window, outside the window, we hear, Alas, perhaps the one you are expecting is not merely a one, but a two. For in life, the only constant is change. Mr. Feeney jumps up out of bed, opens the window. And he's like, 
Who's out there? Who are you? Show yourself. And from behind Mr. Feeney now, you hear... And quote the raven nevermore. <laughs> Get it, Frankie? Like the poem? <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Feeney like jumps and turns around and he sees two hooded figures. And the larger one says, Joseph, Joseph, of course I'm familiar with the works of Mr. Edgar Allan Poe. And Mr. Feeney's just like, oh. And Mr. Feeney just turns around and is like, Merry Christmas, Frankie and Joey. <laughs> no, that was Tanya. <laughs> I'm so happy to see them. And Mr. Feeney's just like, of course it was you two. Let's, let's go. Take me through the door. And Frankie's like, oh, no, 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 Mr. Feeney. When one door closes, a window opens. And Frankie climbs out the window. And jumps. And Mr. F- or Frankie or Joey grabs Mr. Feeney and is like, come on, come on, Mr. Feeney, and pushes him out the window along behind Frankie. And now they're flying. Now they're flying. Woo! <laughs> 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 um, so they go through the window, and Mr. Feeney's just like, where are, you, where are you taking me? And it's like dark, and it's rainy, and it's gross. Um, and... Uh, and there's thunder and there's lightning and the skies are perilous. <laughs> yes, good writing. Thanks, I'm a writer. And they lower down at uh, the high school because mm-hmm. the, the boys don't answer him. And they they outside of a window. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Feeney's like, "Come on, this this place was fine before me. It'll be fine when I'm gone." And Joey's like, "We'll just see about that." And the lightning crashes. Um, and then as they get to the window, they hear like. Like wailing, crying, coming from inside. Gnashing of teeth. I don't think you can hear that. That'd be nuts. <laughs> they hear that coming from inside the 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 school, and Mr. Feeney's like, who, "Who is that? Is 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 that me?" And Frankie looks over at him, like disappointed. And Joey's just like, "Not everything is about you." Mm-hmm. Well, you say it in your Joey voice. No, Mr. Feeney, not everything's all about you, you know. And um. So we kind of go into the classroom, and there's uh, hooded figures. There's a lot of hooded figures in this part. Um, but he's kind of just, like, hunkered down behind the desk, and he's really, really upset. He's, like, crying. Yeah. Um. Um, and he doesn't understand, like, why this school has kind of become lawless and crazy, and he just wants to learn. And, um... Joey just points to the to the door, and you see like you, you the door is closed, and you see people start to approach the door, and you hear like footsteps and um, like a murmuring a crowd, murmuring crowd, mm-hmm. and um, like they bang on the door, and you just hear, um, "We know you're in there, nerd. Give up now. It's time to accept that you're not you're the only one left who cares about the rules and the order and the homework." And the the kid is like crying, and he's like, "Don't you want to better yourselves?" And he would he would say like, he says, you know, don't you um, want to be somebody? Isn't there something that you want to do with your lives? Like, is this all that you want to do? This is all that's there for you? And as he's saying that, the door is like kicked open, and we see an older, yeah, four or five years older. Uh, Sean, Sean Hunter. He basically looks the same. Yeah, but he's got like a little scruggly goatee, like, but not a <laughs> like a not a g- real one. Yeah. Um, so he walks in with just like hordes of teenagers behind him as they walk and fill the room, and they're like, "Time to give up." 
and from behind him. And they look pretty lawless. Like yeah, one of them swinging a chain. He accidentally hits maces. the kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, really, I think it's more in their clothing. They look like a. They all look like a biker gang. Um. Yes, but behind Sean, you hear a girl's voice, and she's like, "Come on, he's a lost cause. Just beat him up, Sean." I don't know why she talked like that, but it's Topanga. It's Topanga. <laughs> she has taken a turn. She's taken a turn. Um. And. She like grabs Sean's hand and they walk up towards the the kid on the ground and uh, Sean tur- turns to the group and he's like, "You guys want to do the honors?" And they all like start cheering like, "Ah!" And Mr. Feeney and uh, Frankie and Joey are watching like outside the window and the um, kid stands up and he's his back is towards the window and he starts talking to the crowd about like this isn't what he wanted for this school and if he was still here things would be better you guys would be doing better you would listen better you would have learned better and they're like who and he's like uh have you already forgotten the name of the greatest man to grace the principal's office george feeney and from back behind the crowd you hear what do you know about george feeney (gasps) it's Corey matthews back behind everyone and the crowd like gasps and like gets out of the way and Sean and Corey glare at each other because they haven't talked in like five years mm-hmm. um, and the kid in the front he's like Mr. Feeney would have prevented all of this like you know he would have been there for you Corey um, and kept you from uh, turning your back on your friends and giving up and not even trying anymore and Sean he would have told you that your friendship comes before some some relationship and you know all of you he would have had words for all of us that would have kept us going um maybe I would have learned to stand up for myself and they all just kind of look around at each other and like almost like they're considering Mm -hmm. maybe he has a point but then Sean looks at him and he goes cram it Minkus everybody get him (gasps) Minkus (laughs) Um, so the kids rush Minkus at that point. They all rush after him and jump on top of him and start beating him up. This is very, very violent. It is. Um, and Mr. Feeney turns to Joey and Frankie. Joey and Frankie. Oh, and during that whole thing, Minkus was like, maybe this would still be John Adams high, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Mr. Feeney turns to Joey and Frankie as he's getting beat up and he's like, what does he mean? It, John, it won't, it's not John Adams high anymore? We're like, what is it? And... Um, Frankie is just like, Joseph, go show him. And they start walking towards the front of the building and they see the sign and it's just like, it says in like the big white letters, it says HKHS. You see it in like a lightning strike. And Mr. Feeney's like, HKHS. And Joey's like, come on, let's get closer. And they get closer and the lightning. (laughs) That's a good lightning sound. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Feeney sees it and he says, Harley Kiner High School? Dun, dun, dun. And he passes out. And he wakes up. He wakes up. It's a new day. It's sun shining. It's a new day. (laughs) And the sun is shining. The window's still open. And Mr. Feeney, like, sits up. And he's like... (gasps) And he looks around. And it's warm. It's warm. In Philadelphia (laughs) in in December. 
And Mr. Feeney, like, gets up and he, like, grabs himself and he's like, no, I'm good. And he gets up and he runs to the window and he sticks his head out like Scrooge in the Christmas Carol. And he's like, you there. And it's Corey. And oh, he's like, I thought it was Devin. The... <laughs> No, it's <laughs> the counselor. No, it's Corey. I was very confused. And he's like, "You there? Is it is it Christmas Day?" And Corey's like, uh, "Mr. Feeney, it's the twenty second. We just <laughs> yesterday was the last day of school. Are you okay?" And Mr. Feeney goes, "Oh, thank God, Mr. Matthews. Don't do the project. You're fine. It's okay. Spend some time with your family." And <gasps> Mr. Matthews, if Topanga wants you to go to Chubby's. For the love of God, go to Chubby's. And Corey is incredibly confused, and he's just like, uh, okay, Mr. Feeney. Um, and he goes back to whatever he was doing, and Mr. Feeney is just like, he has a whole new, like, lease on teaching. He goes and he finds his resignation letter. He rips it up and he throws it in mm. the fire, and um he pours the apple juice out <laughs> on the curb he pours one out for his homies <laughs> um never to have apple juice again mhm and i mean that's that's the end of the episode i think you think but do you know is there a post credit scene there's a post credit scene so we go to the post credits and the commercials. I you were gonna say we go to the post office. We go to the post office, and we're in the classroom. And Mr. Feeney's standing in front of the class. All of the kids are getting like walking into the room, and they're all discussing like, "Oh, what did you do for you know Christmas break?" And they're t- talking about what the presents that they got and whatever. Mr. Feeney walks over to Corey, and and Corey's just like, "Mr. Feeney, how was your Christmas break?" And they talk for a second, and Mr. Feeney says, "Or oh, and Corey goes, "Hey, hey, Mr. Feeney, did you?" Did you know that Charles Dickens like wanted to be like a teacher for um, poverty, po- poverty, impoverished kids? kids? Yeah. And Mr. Feeney goes, uh, Mr. Matthews, I said you didn't have to do the project. And Corey goes, Yeah, I, I know. It just it sounded kind of cool, you know. And he read the book on his own. He did the project. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Feeney is so important. And I've then, learned that from all the ghosts. And then. From the hallway, we, Mr. Feeney is like, no. And then from the hallway, Frankie is like, Mr. Feeney, you owe me. I carried you all the way back from the school. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. It really happened. Wow. What an ending. (laughs) Bravo. (sighs) What a journey we just took. And then the counselor's there. You can't just throw that in at the end. Yeah, that didn't really happen. <laughs> because <laughs> then, that room's the bathroom again. <laughs> and then the credits roll, and it says, written by Alden and Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tanya, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was the best episode of Boy Meets World that's ever been written. All right. It was very good. Specifically, Frankie and Joey's part was mm. just lovely. Um, it was a really good episode. I feel like it helped get me in the Christmas spirit because I've had a really hard time getting in the Christmas spirit this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of having this project to do was helpful in that, like, thinking Christmassy. Yeah, it was fun. It, it 
it really at some point I realized that like I just kind of like understood the characters and it was mm-hmm. fun to write them especially in a scenario where I would like to see them in like it I told you fanfic makes so much more sense to me now crazy at 36 years old i'm like i'm i kind of want to do fanfic now yeah like (laughs) i i used to read a lot of fanfic um i did not i did i actually back it was a long time ago it was actually before all of the harry potter books came out okay so i think it was between order of the phoenix and half-blood prince i needed to read a harry potter book and i found a website that had the best fanfic on it and i actually printed out one that was like 800 pages and read it like a regular book like before i went to bed every night and it was so good so like i i have um admiration for fanfic but i don't think i ever understood that anyone could write it and <laughs> but now that I know you've done it all then <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know just, that... it really doesn't take any talent anyone can write fanfic no just like I mean I helped and um but watching you do it was really really fun because it's been a while since I felt like you have thrown yourself into something creative like that and you ran with it for hours and I could tell you were having fun yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I I think I got three or four pages in of writing. I ended up writing, like, I think it's 16 total mm-hmm. pages, like, full page. And um, three or four pages in, I said to you, I kind of want to watch this episode. Yeah. And then he kept saying, I just want to keep writing. Like, we had things we had to do. We had to go to his parents' house to do Christmas. And we had to make food for our children and stuff. And he's like, I don't want to do these things. I just want to keep writing. But now that I know I can do it, I just... Maybe maybe I can finally write that story where Naruto and Sasuke realize their love for each other, you know? Yeah, you can. Mm, okay. Go for it. The world is your oyster now that you fanfic. Now that I fanfic at 36 years old. I feel like that is the Christmas gift that this podcast has given you, is, is your new love of writing fanfic. You <laughs> yeah. never knew. I never knew. Um... Anyway, yeah, I thought it was fun, and I and I if I'm gonna go back to talking about it like a real episode now, mm-hmm. like it really showed, um, it it's it gave Mr. Feeney an opportunity to see things from a perspective that he normally wouldn't, and that was cool because we always see him talk to the students. We don't see generally what happens, or he doesn't see generally what happens because of what he said. I mean, occasionally he'll see the outcome, but he doesn't see what led to that. He didn't right. see Corey talking to, to Minkus. He didn't see Sean um, trying to take the money or, or anything. Right. He had no idea that all of this is happening. And, it, and I do think, too, like it's important for us to remember as parents or people who are around kids that we, we don't know what our impact is. So mm-hmm. making sure that, one, we stay the course and we don't give up on any of these kids because they've all had a hard time. And and that goes for, you know, our kids' friends, our kids' cousins. And... Our, our kids' friends' birds. <laughs> <laughs> we have a birder house. Uh, yeah. So yesterday, Caden... <laughs> K- texted me while uh he i can't remember what we were doing or where he was but he he basically was like um can we bird sit and i was like bird sit and he told us that it was his friend um who was getting a gift for her sister and needed to hide the bird until christmas 
And Caden was like, if not, it's okay. And I was like, no, it's fine. And he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, no, it's fine. And then I told Alden that we were going to be bird sitting. Yeah. And they brought the bird tonight. So it's sitting on the bar in our house. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. And I'm like, it's time to record our podcast. And Tanya's like, just let me keep talking to the bird for a minute. So it was listening to me. It kept cocking its head to the side. And like, it seemed interested in what I had to say. We have listeners ready to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we appreciate all of you. We do. We really hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. I um, will say, though, Tanya just imagines you as like hundreds of birds. <laughs> Every time I talk, you just cock your head to the side. Mm -hmm. Yep. And one of you says pretty bird every once in a while. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so thank you for joining us. You can find us on Twitter. At BMGMBMW. You can email us at... BMGMBMW at gmail.com. And then you can find our Facebook. Uh, Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World in the search bar. Yep. Um, Anything else you'd like to say before we go? Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, if that's more your bag. Um, We appreciate all of you. We love this time of year. Happy winter solstice. Happy winter solstice. Um, No matter what you celebrate, it's a wonderful time of year to just kind of get together, hang out, and watch awful movies on the Hallmark Channel or play the Switch while your wife does that. Or eat lots and lots and lots of food. Next week, I hope I have a story to tell about my Switch, but anyway. Um, thank you for joining He's us. He's in the middle of writing a Switch fanfic right now. I have. Well, the left Joy-Con met the right Joy-Con. <laughs> I will say, I wrote it when, when I wrote it down in my notes that as it, part of the story was Topanga and Sean have to kiss and Corey has to see that and that has to cause this rift. And as I'm writing, like, I knew that that was happening. Mm-hmm. But then as I'm writing down, like, they leaned in to kiss each other. I'm like, whoa, what am I doing? This is gross. <laughs> and it just, it, like, it went back to, we've talked about it in earlier episodes. Like, like what this, are they, what's it like in the writer's this room? This was grown-ass men yeah. and women writing these stories about teenagers making out and stuff. And me just doing that for, like, even, like. One kiss. As a, 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 a odd like smooch on the lips and i was like so i don't know hats off i guess you creeps (laughs) (laughs) only hats only hats um anyway this has been boy meets girl meets boy meets world season nothing or season three i guess yeah season three we're still in that timeline episode holiday Episode December. (laughs) Episode December. Class dismissed.